Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Work in Progress podcast. In this podcast I have a chat with Mo, who is the founder of the Happiness Planner. Her company develops various personal development planners, tools and courses to help people live a more happier and fulfilling life. We had a chat about her purpose, her business, her products and factors that lead to a happier life. I found her story and journey to be inspiring and I hope you enjoy listening in too. Mo, you started the uh, you founded the Happiness Planner. You've kind of developed tools over time to help people with their personal growth. I was very curious to know how that process kind of started. What made you think about the Happiness Planner and embark on this journey of you know, developing products, developing courses and tools that actually help people out? Yeah, I would say it, it was my childhood dreams. Um, and and I, didn't, I didn't actually realize that it was kind of my gift um, until later on in the year, you know, but, but I, I was always passionate about like trying to understand, like when I was a kid, I was passionate about trying to find out like what my friend was passionate about, what they want to do for a career and 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 I want and 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 I didn't know this that you know like a lot of my close friends actually felt more motivated by being my close friends but when I moved away from you know from Thailand or from Australia like all my close friends were like since you left like I've lost my motivation um and that and that was kind of like you know like I would say like the first realization that like oh you know actually like you know I I have this 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 natural gift of inspiring people um and but but yeah like it, it's something that I, I I love like for myself you know like since I was a kid I always wanted to be the best version of myself participated in school comms and and I would say that my my parents especially my father grew up in the same way where he grew up you know he he was born to like farmers and and he built himself up to be like national athlete to, to have a successful business in Thailand to be offered a green card to live in the U.S., so he had to to work really hard to understand how his mind works and to master that. Um, and and so I learned a lot a lot from him growing up. You know, like how how I can be the like how how I can master my mind and achieve anything that I want to achieve in life. And I would say, you know, I I think like my like I I kind of was a little bit annoyed. When I asked my high school friends, and I kind of went to a selective high school, um, so everybody was like the smartest kids in the country, and I asked them what they want to do for a living, and they just, they just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'll just do like whatever, you know, like the the careers that 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 the society thinks is good and it brings like stable income, but they weren't passionate about what they said they wanted to do, and and that was I would say my first frustration where I was like. People need to learn to be more aware of what would make them happy. You know, like they can't just. I I I would just upset. I would just like you know I don't want my friends to go through life just you know work for the money and then they just spend money on drinking because they're not happy with their jobs. Um. So I I think that was like my first realization. That's like you know I really want to do something to inspire the world, but obviously I didn't want to be how do you say like self centered or self absorbed. You know, thinking that. Like, you know, everything I know is right. So I just started with a blog, but the blog kind of resonated with a lot of people. 
And those people kind of gave me the idea for the happiness planner and the products that we have today. That's quite amazing. When you initially put together the happiness planner, was it based on um, research that you had done before or was it research that you did uh, or was it based on thing, tools that you've implemented in your life uh, over time or your friends have implemented? How did that, how did it kind of come together into like a product? Yeah, so to be honest, when I was blogging at the time, I was focusing more on entrepreneurship because I was trying to to psych myself up in order for me to to have the courage, you know, to take the leap of faith in myself and be an entrepreneur. I need to change the way I look at things. I need to change the way I feel about money and time. So at the time, I was reading a lot of books that would help me change the way I look at, you know, time, money, energy spent on something. Um, and so I was, honestly, I was mostly posting quotes and writing stuff about entrepreneurship because I was trying to tell myself my subconscious mind that but when I asked people what they want me to write about and they said I want to learn more about how I can be happier that was like a a, not a completely different turn but it's like a slightly different turn from what I was originally writing about and that's when I'm like oh people are telling me this is the problem that they having and I want to help them solve this. And, and that's when I started thinking about what happiness means to me personally. How do I find happiness in my life personally? And also from, you know, I grew up in Thailand. So I would look at it from like a Buddhist perspective, like, you know, like, like a mindfulness, stoicism. And then I would also look at it from like different different angles. Like I would start looking into research on, you know, gratitude journal and stuff like that and positive G and, and kind of, you know, also I wanted the products to be me. So I, I picked what I thought worked best on myself because I, I think it would also work best on other people. And that was, you know, just simply if every day you could go to bed thinking about, good things that happened that day. And then the next day when you wake up, you try to think about little things in life that you can be excited about each day. Then you already feel better about, you know, going to bed and also getting up the next day. And, and if you can just simply repeat that. And I was also big on studying like the power of now, you know, like living in the present moment. So it's really focused on like, you know, like just taking it one day at a time and then you repeat that. And also like, you know, the future is something that you cannot, I mean, you can do what you can now only, mm-hmm. right? You can't really control the future. So I kind of like shift all the focus back to the present moment and like taking it back to taking it one day at a time. How can you be happy? Just be intentional about making every day a good day and then just repeat it every day. And then you just end up with a, a, a good month and a good year. So that was the first product. I think. Um... I think why uh, the happiness planner, in my opinion, I've, I essentially use the happiness planner. Um, when I, you, I remember your, you gave away a happiness planner free of charge to everybody at the campus party in Singapore, right? Um, and I got an opportunity to use it. And one thing I, I've kind of realized is that um, 
in today's world, especially where things can actually get quite overwhelming and we essentially look at other people around us and look at their happiness and it is only their happiness that we see usually because we only see one one face of their lives, especially with social media and things like that. And we tend to forget our now situation and just be not content with where we are and want to you know, be in that position. So whenever, I mean, I have a tendency of um, writing, journaling and doing these things, and especially with some of the um, self-reflection ex- exercises that are there with the happiness planner, I feel like it's cool to just look at, okay, where you were two, three months ago and just be like, you know, oh shit, I've done so much in these two, three months. You know, I should just be happy and grateful uh, that I got to do all of those things instead of just not being content and not being happy. So I think those are like pretty cool and pretty uh, strong tools. So in the happiness plan, you have a lot of um, self-reflection activities, right? Uh, what are some of those activities that are included as a, uh, or like which are tools to help people out? Yeah, you know, one thing that I really, like, you know, I would say we really focused on initially was, and I realized this from my own personal experience and from the research is that if I can help people learn to shift the way they look at things, you know, like a bad situation, they can feel better about the bad situation if instead of focusing on the, the disappointment, you know, or the sadness, they shift the focus to how they've grown, what they've learned, that is just pushing them onto a different path and on that different path that might mean you can learn to shift your focus you know from like seeing the negative in a negative light to seeing the negative in a more positive light then you already feel better and that's that's the first thing that I was like I really need to help people learn to do this and that's why you know like the the weekly and the monthly reflection we ask people to reflect on what happened and the bad things that happened but what they've learned from the bad things that have been, you know, because when you can shift the focus from the disappointment to like the growth, then you realize that like, yeah, these things happen because I was supposed to grow, you know, I was supposed to, to be shifted to a different path. And yeah, and, and I think that's one, one huge thing that like people started using and it's like, yeah, like it, it really makes me a lot happier. <laughs> It's cool. Um, and over time, so you started off with this idea of the happiness plan, you created this product, and then you then uh, grew it into a business, right? You grew it into a business. And then over time, that business grew exponentially, you moved to different countries, then you've, I mean, I saw, uh, I saw some of your posts, there are companies like Netflix and companies like uh, Virgin, if I'm not mistaken, placed orders with you for their employees as well. I'm curious to know how, how that, how did you convert that idea into like a business and then take it to like this extent? Yeah, I think like when I had the blog, it was when I was like, you know, this is making me feel so fulfilled. That like, you know, when I receive responses from people that, you know, read my blogs, like the subscribers and they're like, I love your blog so much, it changed my life or whatever. 
it already made me cry. So that was like the first step where I was like, this is my purpose in life. I think that was like the, the first realization where it's like, this is my purpose in life. Like I really need to do this. But at the time I had no idea how I would make money from it, you know, and obviously, you know, you do do need money to, to live. <laughs> Honestly, when I started, I had no huge expectations. I would just like, I want to travel the world. That was my only goal. I was like, my childhood dream was to be able to work online and travel the world. And I thought if I could just earn like, let's say a few thousand dollars a month, that would be enough for me to just live simply and like move around and, and see the world. Um, but obviously like I launched it and the products work and there were only two options where it's like you have to keep growing or or you just die yeah that's that's quite amazing and how how difficult or how i don't know i'm i'm assuming it's difficult to just uh, take something like this and then kind of go global with it uh, in in that scale how did you like manage to do that and like what were like some of the challenges that you had to kind of overcome Yeah, I would say, you know, growing a global business, you need to learn about different like regulations in different countries, like different regions that you want to enter. And 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 that's why I think like a lot of people, you know, choose to stay in their in their regions and they don't they don't expand it internationally. But because like I, I feel like, you know, I, I want to travel the world. So for me it's like I want to know how it works in different countries. I want to try living in living in different countries. So I would say the different challenges would be like just having to learn new new things, you know, having to learn how to start your business in the EU, how to start your business in the UK and and that's a lot of paperwork and I think a lot of people give up, but for me, you know, it's my dream to travel the world and to live in different parts of the world. So for me, it's just like I I just want to it comes with expenses and stuff, but I think in the end like I feel like I can go I can go to bed and feel like I've lived a a rich rich life not like a well like financially rich life but like yeah. an experience experientially rich life yeah That's 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 really cool. So where are we where are we now at with like the whole um happiness tools and happiness products you have a happiness planner you have different planners you have a gratitude planner you have a few other planners and you have uh workshops and courses as well that you do, uh, that uh that you have as well and what's what's the plan with it how do you plan to grow with like the whole happiness planner so we have yeah we have the planner we have different guided journals with different themes we have workshops where we feature different coaches from all over the world well mostly at the moment they're english speaking coaches and they can offer the their knowledge and their expertise to people um my my goal really i would love to have the products available in different languages um in different markets and also to go with that we will you know feature coaches in those different languages as well like let's say if we were to launch a product in in french in france then we would love to feature you know french life coaches um so i would say that's how i would love to see it going yeah i think antic with the uh, you also have an app right and i think uh, like technology is a good way to bridge 
gap the, the gap when it comes to especially with language and different regions and personalization and things like how important has kind of technology been and how has the response been for example what you're trying to do uh, what you're trying to do with app yeah initially i was a little bit lost to be honest i was like you know do people who have the paper planner want to use the app because they're kind of similar in some ways you know like the planning aspect because if you write your to-do list down on the paper planner you probably don't want to write your to-do list on the on the app um, but then I kind of find that since we started launching these workshops, you know, they kind of bridge the gap. And like, you know, people who have the paper planner also want to attend the online workshops. Um, although I, I kind of find that now they kind of become like a bundle <laughs> where like, you know, the people who buy our yearly planner would love to have access to like a year's workshops. Um, so in a way, you know, I feel like we're not really making money on top with the app but they kind of become something like a like a complementary offering for the existing loyal customers um and maybe in a way i kind of like that because i, I kind of want us to be able to provide everything that you know like a lifestyle business right it's like you you it's like if you buy nike shoes you want to be able to or like nike run meetup you know, yeah and yeah. run with other Nike customers um so it's kind of a little bit like a community building face money so so we're kind of going really slowly with this and sometimes it it makes me anxious <laughs> but I just know that it's like you know this is what I want to do this is my I have like this is my only purpose in life in terms of like the main career goal so um we're just going to keep pushing and and hopefully somewhere along the line we get some support and and we could really really grow this um to like a really big level that's amazing i mean uh, uh good job with everything that has been done so far i think it's some amazing work that you've done so far and uh you know hope that you can really take your passion to the next level uh, and really help more people out with that for anyone listening to this podcast um who wants to kind of uh, move towards a more happier life, what should they be doing? Yeah, I would say journaling is great. And, and you know, like I think now, especially with COVID and it's, you know, I feel like the economy is really slow at the moment. I feel like unless you're really good at crypto and you're investing in crypto, <laughs> you kind of feel like the economy is really like slow and you know a bit lost and and I find that you know and even me like some days I wake up and I feel really down and it's kind of like oh god you just have to do something to make yourself feel better you know because if you just feel down then you're not going to do anything it's just going to feel shit so so what you have to like try to get yourself into doing is try to make yourself feel better you know, learn how to make yourself feel better. And, and, you know, some of those activities you can do are like exercising, journaling, meditating, you know, and journaling really, really helps. And I find that journaling is a bit like, you know, talking to a therapist, but you're kind of just, just yeah. talking to yourself, you know, in a way. And, it, and it's really uh, therapeutic. Yeah. It's, as, as long as you're being honest with what you're writing and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, being true to yourself. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Awesome. I have a few questions for you which I'd like to uh 
kind of shoot at you if you're okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first one is, if you were asked to define happiness, how would you define it? I would say happiness is a state of mind. It is a state of mind. It is fleeting. It's something that you know you can be in charge of. It, it depends on the way you look at things. It, it's fleeting. It's like any other emotions is fleeting, and you just have to take control of it. You just have to be like, today I'm going to be happy, and I'm going to do what makes me happy. And you have to learn to get into the habits of recognizing what makes you happy, and just do that every day. So you know, it's like for me, let's say when I feel down, I know if I play music, I feel. Better if I play the piano, I feel better. Yeah. So you just have to to learn to to master that and do it repeatedly. That it becomes becomes your nature. Yeah, amazing. And I think recognizing what makes you happy is also important. Um, like music makes you happy. So yeah, so something else may make yeah. me happy. Like you know, going for a walk may make me happy. So yeah, I think recognizing that that's amazing. Um, What's the best review you've got for any of any of your products? Anything that really has touched you? Yeah, I would say when I receive reviews from people who've got depression or anxiety issues, like medically, medical anxiety or depression issues, and they said that they've changed meds so many times, they've seen different therapists, and our product is the only thing that helps them take control of their depression and anxiety because it helps them. Taking it one day at a time and focusing on the positive, um, it really helps them, you know, learn to master the anxiety. Yeah. The worst review you would have gotten? Is there any, like, worst review that you can think of that you've gotten that is, like... I think we've got, like, reviews, I think mostly they're based on the service, to be honest, like... Like late shipping, late shipping. I think like the the things that are you know more related to the products. Like say, some customers might have said, "Yo, it's so repetitive," you know, but they don't realize that it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be repetitive because you're supposed to build this neuron, like this synapses in your brain to think about gratitude, and that's why it's, it's repetitive. Yeah, but I think the worst reviews have always usually been like, uh, like late shipping. You know, I'm not happy with the customer service. And yeah, we do have a small team, and I know that we're not the best as customer service. And sometimes it's really hard to deal with angry customers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are some of the key changes in your life that you have made that has made you a happier person? I would, to be honest, like, I would say, like, move uh it's a bit controversial but it's like moving away from home okay like i grew up and i think you know being from sri lanka and all that you might understand what i'm saying like you know traditional cultures like some parents are just really conservative mm -hmm. and i i grew up with a really conservative mom who was extremely strict so I kind of felt like I couldn't be myself when I was living at home as a, as a child. And I wasn't happy because I felt like I couldn't be myself. We're just different. You know, she's not wrong. I'm not wrong. We're just different people. Um, and yeah, I would just say for me, it's moving away from home and being able to have the freedom to explore who I am has been the biggest factor in, in my happiness. Okay, final question. 
if there was one affirmation you could give to the world what would that be um i would say i am enough i am enough i think we all grow up with you know obviously you know how we feel enough or not related to how we received love and approve, approval and acceptance from our parents as a child even you if you don't realize that it's kind of intertwined with that and you know you kind of grow up and you kind of if you do some personal development work you realize that you can grow out of it but yeah it just i am enough because if everybody feels like they're enough i don't think there would be any issues in this world mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah i am enough great that's awesome you know all these things that we just discussed right all these things about like say reflection about goal planning about habits um we learn that at a very um elderly age like in our adult life mm-hmm. should that be something that we should um incorporate in our school life can can it be taught as a subject uh, you know much earlier to kids so that you know they grow up much stronger in this aspect and just learn to live a more happier life i think so I, I think so, and and that's something I I kind of feel like I want to do when I'm a mom. Yeah. Like when I'm a mom, I want to launch projects. Generation who's going to soon be parents, sure. because parents are probably the biggest teachers, and they cannot teach their children what they do not know themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Hopefully, I'll. hopefully we can hopefully in the future we would have a happiness subject in school which is compulsory for everyone who where everyone's taught or given these tools and they they've taught how to use these tools um and probably you start off your subjects in school with uh you know a moment to close your eyes and feel grateful for being there and for an opportunity to learn which is very very seldom done in in schools yeah. you know so yeah. yeah so thank you thank you uh more for just being on the show i really enjoyed having this conversation and i hope that everyone listening to this um uh, when it's out will also kind of enjoy it thank you thanks so much for having me